We here are all such innovative people. So I am telling you, if you want to change the world, you're at Georgia Tech. You can do that. If you want to build the Iron Man suit, you're at Georgia Tech. You can do that. If you want to play theme music during your convocation speech like a badass, we're at Georgia Tech. We can do that. I am doing that. And we are doing this. What is this, you might ask? This is the podcast known as What's the Good Word? A podcast about Georgia Tech athletics by Georgia Tech alum and fans for Georgia Tech alum and fans. I am the alum. My name is Steven. He is the fan. His name is Joshua. Hey, Joshua, what's the good word? To hell with Georgia. Thank you guys so much for being here today. Welcome to the holiday edition of What's the Good Word? Uh, it is, uh, it is winter break. It is Christmas break. It is end of semester break for the wonderful student athletes and the students down at Georgia tech. So this will be a lighter than normal show. Uh, I promise we're not going to go caroling. We haven't created any Christmas skits. Um, but, uh, what we have done is, uh, we're going to be kind of all news just to lay it out. We'll cover some, uh, new stuff about the basketball teams, respectively, a couple other uh, uh, sports nuggets in there. And then the last news item, we are going to talk about recruiting. Joshua, tell them why this is kind of a very important time in recruiting. Well, there's a ton, and I mean a ton, of recruits, both transfers and freshmen, on campus over the weekend. And in fact, now that um, you can no longer take official visits, uh, that closed on the 19th of December. So a lot of recruits, a lot of transfers making their official commitments. Signing day is this Wednesday, so the day you're listening to it. There are a few people that have said they're going to be signing on Wednesday, but either way, over the weekend, Georgia Tech picked up a ton of new talent, and we're going to break down each and every one of them for you. And then after this after this show comes out, and after Wednesday, the uh, 21st, 21st. 21st. After Wednesday the 21st, sorry. We, uh, there will be a kind of a dead period, kind of a quiet period until the spring. Is that not so there? You can't take official visits, right? Um, you can no longer officially, you can take unofficials, right? But campus can't, they can't have you on campus. Jeff Collins, or not Jeff Collins, holy cow. Holy wow. cow. Wow. Ooh, I'm going to go excuse myself. Are you myself. ready for Joshua? Are you, can you see Joshua's ready for his uh, Christmas break? So. Brent Key can no longer officially have recruits on campus, but kids can show up to kind of check out the campus by themselves, various different other things. And there still is um, some other people coming in. Obviously, the transfer portal uh, closes in January, so those kids, they have to find a home somehow. But yes, kind of the whole getting in front of the kids, that's done. Right. So we wanted to take a moment and kind of focus on that. Before we uh, get to, uh, I believe Joshua is going to give us a quick recap of the one basketball game that we can cover uh, from Saturday. I did want to mention one other interesting thing. Uh, As I said, it is the end of semester. It is Christmas break. Uh, 23 student athletes from Georgia Tech uh, will now have an exact answer to the question that all Tech alum ask each other. Uh, when they find out that you went to Tech, the all Tech alum ask the same question. Hey, when did you get out? Well, for 23 student athletes, they get to say December 2022. So we here at What's the Good Word, Joshua and myself, want to give a tip of the cap uh, and a salute and a well done 
uh, to the 23 student athletes. I don't know if they did what I did, which was scream real loud uh, after my last exam. Maybe they uh, went and, you know, ran around yelling like crazy. Uh, but kudos to all of you. Uh, wish you great success. You put in your degree to work uh, after your professional athletic career uh, is over. So well done to all of those uh, student athletes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well done. So as for the student athletes that are still at Tech, Georgia Tech basketball team over the weekend played Alabama State, who was 1-8 and eight coming into the game. So not exactly a fair matchup, but Georgia Tech took home the win 96-60. to 60. Um, They scored 50 points in the first quarter. They were up, or 55, sorry, 55 in the first half, up 55 to 20 at the end of that. Um, They also won the second half by one point, 41 to 40. Um, Not much to really analyze here. Uh, Alabama State was so clearly outmatched, and a lot of the most important players on Tech kind of got some rest. So, for example, Javon Franklin did not play at all. Um, Davon Smith, who rolled his ankle in the UNC game, only played 14 minutes off the bench. Uh, even Debo Coleman, who was dealing with, I think, a wrist thing, he only played 15 minutes. Um, Tristan Maxwell actually got the start, and he scored 18 points on 6 of 11 shooting, 5 of 8 from 3. He scored 11 of the first 18 points of the game. Uh, started off the game with two straight threes. Uh, shot the way we all hoped he will continue to shoot after, on his first start from Georgia Tech. Something to behold. Um, Rodney Howard got a double-double with 11 points and 11 rebounds. Lance Terry had 13. Um, All around, obviously, everybody put up some pretty good numbers because they scored 96 points. Those points have to come from somewhere. Um, So It it was a get-healthy game for Tech. It was the last cupcake before they play 15 straight ACC games. They'll have one more cupcake uh, almost at the end of the season before their last three or four ACC games. So kudos to the to the men's team. And also... Biggest thing. Yes. 37 field goals for Georgia Tech. 25 assists. Team game by the, all, uh, all accounts. The other biggest thing that happened was I believe every single person who was healthy on the bench got in the game, including your man Fred Pauls. Kirill Markinov got in the game with nine minutes left to go, got a couple of buckets and uh, a couple of fouls. Jordan Mecca fouled out in only 17 minutes of play, which uh, allowed uh, uh, the, the last guy on the end of the bench to get in. And the coach on the floor, Coleman Boyd, got his first basket since his freshman year, got a nice three at the end of the game. So well done Bravo. for the walk-on, Coleman Boyd. Bravo. You, you get your shout-out. Bravo, That's Coleman. Right. And, and we'd like to have you as a guest on the show. Yes, anyway, uh, the other, uh, before we get into the recruiting news, I told you guys we'd be, uh, our gift to you is that you don't have to listen to us for 40 minutes today. I uh, want to uh, give a quick shout out to uh, some former uh, tech students, uh, tech graduates who are playing on the PGA Tour uh, and actually playing on the Veterans Tour because uh, Veterans PGA Tour pros Stuart Sink David Duvall and Matt Kuchar all participated in the PNC Championship, which is basically a father-son tournament. Now, this has gotten a lot of press because Tiger and his son played, uh, Vijay Singh and his son won. But hey, three former Tech guys all played with their sons, and uh, it was it was fantastic uh, to see them play. I believe uh, Kuchar and his younger son Carson finished fifth in this year's event. 
Uh, Stewart, Sink, and his son Connor finished 11th. Stewart and I believe Connor won this event previously in a previous year. Uh, and uh, David Duvall and his son Brady uh, finished 13th. Um, I told Joshua off air, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for Stuart and David. They were both on campus when I was there. I did not know them, uh, but I, as I told him, I remembered reading lots of articles in the technique of how they just kept winning. If it wasn't David, it was Stuart. And if it wasn't Stuart, it was David. And they were just dominating the ACC and national play. Kudos to them. One other news story I did want to cover is the women's basketball team did start their ACC play. They played at Boston College. Unfortunately, they lost 74-62. They uh, unfortunately got off to, uh, we said in the men's UNC game, there was a bad five-minute stretch uh, at the end of the game. Unfortunately, the women's team had two bad stretches, one in the first quarter and one in the third quarter, where basically they, they couldn't throw it in the ocean. They had four field goals in the first quarter and were down 21-10 after the first quarter. And in the third quarter, I believe they only had three or five field goals. Uh, and and they that basically put the game away. They, they were down only seven at halftime. After that third quarter being down, I believe, about 20 uh, going into the fourth quarter, they did make one more run, uh, got it to within seven, I believe, but ended up losing 74-62 at Boston College. So uh, hopefully the Lady Jackets will get back on the winning ways. Hard to win in the ACC, both for the men and the women in basketball. Absolutely. I mean, they'll get right, right? They'll get right. Absolutely. And and, uh, one other thing, when this show comes out, is uh, probably on Wednesday, and the Tech men's basketball team does play Clemson at home. So hopefully we can get the ACC record to 1-1. One one. So uh, we've gotten the news out of the way, uh, and actually we haven't gotten it out of the way. The last bit of news is probably the biggest bit of news. So we're just going to combine it and make it our, our big focus of our show. Uh, and this is Joshua's uh, kind of main expertise and his main forte. Although I promise... We won't just sit here and listen to him talk for 15 minutes straight. Uh, I will try to interject some uh, some of the things that our uh, audience might be thinking or asking. Absolutely. So the um, the easiest way to start this is with the kids that will um, not be coming to Tech because there's a lot more coming than there are going. So two decommitments happened over the past week. Uh, the first one is the offensive lineman from Baltimore, Maryland, Um P.J. Wilkins, the 330-pound tackle, he will no longer be coming in. Uh, the rumor is because he took a visit to Charleston University. Uh, Brent Key more or less dropped him from the class. Uh, oh, well. The other one is defensive lineman Jinsley Auguste, who was a relatively, he was a top 1,000 prospect, but um, he's getting interest elsewhere. Uh, we list, wish both these guys nothing but the best. Uh, shout out to them. Good luck in all of your future endeavors. Nothing personal. Yeah, and this was not, um, this was not, this was more Brent Key wanting his players. Yeah. Uh, we don't know what he said to them. I'm sure whatever it was, it, it's just mutual consideration and find a better spot somewhere yeah. else. So good luck, guys. especially with all the commits that they picked up over the weekend and the multiple people that are still projected to come and Correct. commit to Tech. Yep. So in the transfer portal, uh, two outgoing Georgia Tech players have new destinations. The first one, uh, backup safety Derek Allen. He did come into Georgia Tech from Notre Dame originally in his career. Um, he's going to UNC, actually. He's got two more years of eligibility, so he will be playing for the North Carolina Tar Heels in the ACC. So we might see him again. And when he transferred in, because he came from Notre Dame, there were some high expectations, and he never really cracked the starting lineup. So and that's okay. He was a backup. He was actually very good in limited snaps last year. He had some good numbers. It's more of just... 
you know, LaMiles Brooks and Clayton Powell Lee were just that good. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So not, nothing against him. Uh, the other one is the prodigal son. Um, the, 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 in that story, the prodigal son comes home. The man that was the, 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 the prince that was promised Jeff Sims is going to the university of Nebraska to go join Matt rule in the rebuilding project of the once fabled corn Husker program. I have a, a very funny story about that. A friend of the show, KJ, who uh, is, is one of the guys who responds a lot to our show and, and has great insight and will tell us what he agrees and disagrees with. Uh, KJ actually lived in Nebraska. He, uh, Apart from being a tech fan, he is also a big Nebraska fan because he lived out there for so long. Yeah. Uh, he s- texted me and said, did you see Jeff Sims going where he's going? We talked about it. And I said, well, you know, what do you think about that as a tech and Nebraska fan? And he said, I could care less. So I think the, a little bit of the uh, bloom off the rose and KJ, if I didn't get your quote exactly right, uh, I it just it wasn't very exciting. We wish him the best, but. Nebraska, I hope you know what you're getting, and maybe Rule can get out of there's him what, a, what Collins and others could not. There's a chance that he doesn't start because they do still have quarterbacks yeah. over there. Anyway, now onto the more exciting news. Those that will be playing for Georgia Tech in the near future. Let's start with the transfer portal. Kids that we have stats to talk about, right? Ooh. Kids that have actually played football at the college level. The first and the biggest one. I'm sure you've heard about it by now. Quarterback Haynes King from Texas A&M officially committed to the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. A lot of it, I do believe, was actually the influence of Chase Lane, the wide receiver that came in last week, believe it or not. He was campaigning for it, that's for sure. So the big one, uh, Haynes King, 6'3", 205. He's a rising junior. He is going to have three years of eligibility because his freshman year was the COVID year. So most of the people coming in, um, most next year might be the first year that we see some people go into the transfer portal who don't have COVID years. So that'll be interesting. Um, it's hard to kind of talk about a lot of his stats because a lot of his career at A&M was kind of botched. He had a lot, he had two injuries in 2020 and 2021. He was named the starter in 2021 and played relatively well, but he was ruled out with a season ending injury. Um, 2022, he was not named the starter because A&M brought in a few transfer quarterbacks of their own. And that whole program was just a dumpster fire to begin with. Um, the games he did play, he actually played very well. He was the quarterback in the game that Texas where Texas A&M almost beat Alabama. Um, he was 25 of 46 for 253 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, in his recruiting class, he was a top 130 player, top five dual threat quarterback. So there's there's some athleticism there. A four star recruit. He's a big he's a big name. There's a great there was a great quote uh, I saw from him. They asked him about coming to Tech. He said he loved the visit. He liked the staff. Uh, he liked the idea of. Um, uh, getting under the tutelage of Chris Winkie and, and said the thing he appreciated the most was they promised him an opportunity. They didn't promise him any playing time. He said he liked the idea of competition. He looked forward to meeting Zach Pyron and the other quarterbacks in the room and, and getting a chance to try and make the field and help the team in any way that he could. Yeah. So, I mean, at, at worst, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a high quality backup, right? At best, he gives you another year or two to develop Zach Pyron and he can really, he can, you, you've got, there's nothing wrong with adding more talent Absolutely. to the quarterback room. And when he's been given the chance to play, he's played well at the SEC level, right? So, good pickup. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Going on, another Texas A&M 
Grant Key is just mining the Aggies, which I'm okay with because Jimbo brought in a ton of great recruits and didn't do anything with them. So linebacker Andre White Jr. will be coming over from Texas A&M, 6'3", 225. He only has one year of eligibility left. Um, he has been over at Texas A&M for a couple years, not going to be at Tech very long, but um, he's played 40 career games, had a total of 139 tackles with 10 of ten and a half of those being for a loss and five and a half being sacks. So he's been more of a rotational guy at A&M, um, hasn't been able to get fully on the field, probably due to a relatively crowded room, um, has a chance to step in and be a starter immediately for Tech because of how much talent they're losing at linebacker. <laughs> He's got big shoes to fill, but, uh, you know, if, if he likes to bring energy and make tackles, he'll be given a chance to make some plays. No question about yeah. that. And, I mean, it's, it's again, it's not like, oh, he didn't get on the field because he was bad. I mean, he's at Texas A&M. It he isn't, played in 40 games. Yeah, he's it, got experience. It's an SEC school, right? They've got five-star linebackers up and down the roster, especially with Jimbo's. Yeah. So uh, there's another linebacker coming in, and this one is from Minnesota. Um, although he went to Minnesota, he was is from Douglasville, Georgia. The one and only Braylon Oliver. He is 6'1", 235. Um, he has played in 40 games himself, didn't have nearly the statistics of Andre White. He only had 79 total tackles. Uh, he did this at a Big Ten school. Biggest thing about Braylon, he is not going to struggle with the academics. He was a three-time all um, academic All-Big Ten um, in his time there. He was only there for for that many years he's got two years of eligibility so he'll be here for uh two seasons hopefully um he's just a bigger guy you know I, I expect him to be a bit of a blitz linebacker similar to how they use charlie uh to an extent um i don't expect him to be a star but i expect him to be a rotational guy well, what i like is tech lost the 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 center of their defense were were the two linebackers charlie mm-hmm. and 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 ace Ely. and i'm not saying these guys are are those two but experienced linebackers. They've got experience both in the SEC and the Big Ten. I, I like this. This is a good move. We'll see the other linebackers that are there it, on campus and come in in the new class. It, it seems like it's more insurance just in Absolutely. case it's Tranilius smart. Tatum, Jacob Cruz, and any of the other linebackers aren't ready or if it's they get smart. hurt. It's yeah. a smart move. Well done, guys. Last transfer to talk about, um, as of now, of course, running back Travion Cooley. I did forget to mention Dylan McDuffie. Um, who we brought in last year from Buffalo. He hit the transfer portal as a grad transfer, although he didn't play nearly at all for Georgia Tech. So, again, we wish him nothing but the best. Good luck to him. Travion Cooley will be probably be filling his spot in the rotation. He is from Louisville. Um, he comes in. Uh, he was a top 375 recruit in the class of 2021, number 25 at running back. Um, he's 5'10", 200. He's a rising junior, so he's got about three years of eligibility, similar to Haynes King. Um, last year, he ran for 430 yards, five yards a carry, two, 12 receptions, 173 yards, three total touchdowns. Was in a rotation there at Louisville, so he'll fit in at Tech. Um, you know, uh, Hassan Hall, who also came from Louisville. Yes. You also have Dante Smith announcing he was coming back for one more year. Uh, and then you had uh, Felix. Uh, Felix that, and Martin. Fe- yeah, Felix, the, the freshman who saw some playing time. Kind of so, took over McDuffie's spot. Yeah. So the running back room stays plentiful at, with, with plenty of bodies and some experience and some talent in there. Yeah, so uh, Hassan Hall won't be there. He was a grad transfer. Oh, my apologies. It's okay. We, we can only have one Louisville running back at a time <laughs> on the Tech roster. So, But, uh, yeah, as you were saying, Dante Smith, Cooley, 
Felix Martin and a few other guys. So uh, it'll be it'll be solid. A personal message to Hassan Hall: Forgive me for not realizing that you got out of tech this year. So well done, sir. He, watch out for him on Sundays. You yeah. might sneak his way onto an NFL roster. Who knows? Anyway, moving on to the recruits, the freshmen, the balls of clay, the ones that we get to mold and dream on and pray that they become superstars. Oh, for every for every five star that you can't get, there's always that three star that becomes a star somewhere. So. Why not a tech? The big one over the weekend was Shy Meek Jones flipped from Appalachian State. He is um, ranked 819th nationally, number 79 on the D-line, and number 10 in the state of South Carolina. Uh, he's a 6'5", 255-pound defensive end from Camden, South Carolina. Um, he is one of the few guys on 24-7 that you can actually find a scouting report on and basically the scouting report I'm not sure if that's good or bad it's good that, because so many don't have scouting reports. well when they so they typically scout the guys that they think are going to genuinely be like he's he's projected to be a power five starter let's keep it that way right um so the big thing with him is he's played inside and out he's played on the edge he's also played inside a tackle on the d-line so could become a versatile chess piece you know 255 figure he'll start on the edge um but if he puts on a little bit more weight you can move him inside. He can become a bit of a rush defensive tackle. The biggest thing that was kind of written about him was you just got to help him with with the fundamentals or with the, the the finer points. He's got the athleticism. He's got the strength. He's a size, speed, strength guy. Just get him. Once you teach him a few moves, he could become a very effective player. Okay. Nice. Next. Good pickup. So the next one, Ezra Odinger. He's listed as an edge, but he's 6'4", 219. And based on his high school stats where he had 43 tackles and half a sack in 2021, I expect him to be a bit more of a linebacker personally, unless he puts on like 35 pounds of muscle. Either way, uh, he is from Ackworth, Georgia, out of Alatoona High School. He's a, about a top 1,100 prospect. Um, he had offers from App State, Arizona State, and Auburn. So he's not highly regarded, but he did have a relatively impressive offer sheet for a guy that's in the top, you know, 11, he's 1135. So um, he committed to Tech. He was rumored to be committing to Tech. Um, one of the guys in on an official visit. So a solid get there for uh, Brent Key as well. Well done. Uh, next one, Evan Dickens. This is the one that personally I'm the most excited about. Ooh, let's all uh, listen. On no, top of Shiny Jones. So he is a running back. He's 5'11", 180. This is where the excitement comes in. He's from IMG Academy. Oh, you love your IMG well, Academy when, guys. I mean, it's it's similar to if a basketball guy went to like um, Montverde, which is where Michael DeVoe went. That's there. It's a powerhouse nationally. And the biggest thing with him, he transferred in for his senior year. He was originally from uh, Blessed Trinity, I believe in Roswell, Georgia. Sure. He transferred into IMG and immediately started. You know, he beat out all the other prospects that were on that team. And he ran for three touchdowns in a nationally televised game against an Arizona, a top Arizona high school. So um, he's about top 1,500 nationally, uh, number 107 in the running back class. But again, because of where he went, it's hard to get into IMG Academy as a football player, even harder to start, right. and even harder to be as successful as he was. I could have found a diamond in the rough there. I like that. Another running back to add to the mix. Absolutely. So, the next one, cornerback, Stephen Jones, 6'2", 190, from Gadsden, Alabama, unranked. Uh, not a ton written about him, but, I mean, 6'2", at corner. If you can teach him technique, you can't coach size. There was a good uh, interview I read uh, by Stephen Jones about his commitment. Uh, said that he was excited. Um, uh, you know, Brent Key is from Alabama, so not just that he was from the staff, I believe that's where Brent is from, has a lot of ties 
at his introduction, his high school coach was there and uh, Brent Key's high school coach. So he knows the area. And uh, Steven said it was really uh, it was really good to sit with Coach Key, said that they want to have bigger cornerbacks. They want to kind of be physical on the outside uh, with receivers. And of the defense, you know, the secondary was a strong yeah. suit. So they targeted this kid. He might not be, uh, you know, quote, highly ranked. But, you know, maybe they can develop him, and, and the physical tools are there for sure. Absolutely. I mean, Zamari Walton, 6'3", Kenyatta Watson, the second, 6'2". Everybody on in that secondary tends to lean yep. towards the sixes. Yep. So he'll fit right in. Uh, last but certainly not least, this is the most moldable of the prospects, Nakari Ashley from Marietta, Georgia. He is 6'5". He is 200 pounds. So will he play freshman year? Absolutely not. I don't expect that. He might get broken in half. But put some size on him, you know, get get him in the building, see what he can do. He's considered an athlete, doesn't have a position. Um, he is unranked, but again, 6'5", that's maybe he becomes a tight end, maybe he's a big wide receiver, yeah. maybe he becomes a 6'5 corner, we don't know, and right. that's why it's so fun. Probably a 6'5 special teamer uh, getting down the field early, you know, we'll, we'll see, but... He could become a kick-blocking specialist. I like it. I like it. It'll be interesting to see, right? So as of the time of this recording, uh, I wanted to ask you this question. For yes. those people listening and enjoyed your breakdown and maybe want to go uh, somewhere where they can maybe look at the entire class of, of prospects that are coming in, uh, the people who have committed without paying for premium content, where would you send them? What's a good website or two they should look at? 24-7 Sports. You have to subscribe for the articles. But the recruiting stuff is all free. You can see their break. You can see the, you can see the rankings. You can see the names, what their offer sheets look like, all that good stuff. Um, according to twenty four seven, actually, currently Tech has the number sixteenth ranked transfer class, and the number fifty ninth ranked recruit class. So if you average those two together, you know, We're sitting in the thirty somewhere. <laughs> the sixteenth ranked transfer class, ladies and gentlemen, we've gotten to where they're now ranking the transfer class well, yeah if the and kids hit the portal they got to give them a star rating yeah i know but my i guess and that's a balance of who left versus who came in i you know sounds yeah, like that's an a great question sounds like an algorithm to me and sounds like an arbitrary number uh just give them 16 you know so we'll we'll have to see it gives me something to say <laughs> <laughs> all right so you guys can check out uh 24 sports.com uh, you, you know, I would also say if you're on Bleacher Report or, uh, you know, you just, I mean, goodness gracious, everybody knows how to Google Georgia Tech football recruits and I'm sure Sports Illustrated, CBS Sports, other websites. ESPN, have, they all yeah, have it. They all have something, but 24-7 is kind of the one place to go if you want the list. They got some pictures and, and you get to see stars lit up, you know, like, well, it's like Dave, Dave Meltzer in his It's better than matches. Rivals. Rivals charges you to even see who the prospects are. Yeah, so... So kudos to 24-7 Sports. We're not even we're not even uh, This is not sponsored. Any, yeah, we don't get any money from them. In fact, we give them money for the premium content. If you want to sponsor us, hit me up. <laughs> Speaking of that, Joshua, if 24-7 wants to give us a little money, actually we're not for sale. Uh, but if our listeners want to uh, connect with us, how do they uh, reach out to the Well, show? the easiest way to get into contact with us is to get into contact with me. I check my email almost every day. Email me at joshuajulian26 at outlook.com. Julian is spelled J-U-L-I-A-N. Joshuajulian26 out, 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 at outlook.com. Oh, my goodness. I couldn't speak English there for a second. Um, email me, and your comment may or may not be read on the air. 
Um, I do know KJ did email me, and he said that he agreed with my take about Josh Pastner and that his offense was not varied enough and that he needed to adapt to that. So thank you, KJ, for boosting my ego. And if he watched the Alabama State game, I thought there was a much better flow to the offense and a lot less of Well, how much of that is the Alabama State just couldn't keep up? By the way, so speaking of that, I had another listener email me and say, hey, Joshua always gives his email. How come you don't give yours? Uh, and they kind of took a dig at me and said, maybe I didn't have an email. I don't use my email for this show because I have compliance and other things because as a tech alum, as we all know, you know, we're out there running the world. So, and Joshua, this is, this is his profession and this is uh, what he's pursuing professionally. So he gives his email. So kudos. Absolutely. Uh, and we don't need multiple email addresses. Trust me. We're not that big yet. So anyway, uh, Joshua, great job. Thank you very much for uh, giving us a breakdown of the recruiting class as it stands so far. Uh, we will, I'm sure we'll circle back to this in the spring uh, when you start to have the national signing day and all that kind of stuff. Uh, who knows? Maybe by that time we'll be on press row. Probably not because we have jobs. But anyway, uh, what, uh, any, any parting shots, any parting words, any holiday wishes for uh, the tech fan in you? I mean, keep keep your ear to the recruiting trail because, as I said, there are multiple other people who are predicted or projected to come over to Georgia Tech. The biggest one, linebacker Tay Seymour. Uh, remember that name. Okay. Just just keep your ears open. There's another kid from California that we might be able to actually pick up as well. So the, the recruits are not done coming is the best way to put it. The transfer portal isn't closed for another month. There's got to be another one out there that wants a quality education and a chance to play Power 5 football. All right. And uh, my holiday wish, uh, I didn't even wait for you to ask me, so I'll just jump in. What is it? Uh, my holiday wish is that the basketball team, both basketball teams stay healthy and that both basketball teams play to their to the height of their talent and their skill and their teamwork. Uh, we are on a stretch here, like I said, starting with the Clemson game of, I believe, 15 straight ACC games. So we'll see where we're at, and we'll certainly let you know week by week. We'll kind of break down games and tell you what's happening. So uh, for Joshua, as the fan, I am Steven as the alum, and we want to thank you for listening. Please reach out and let us know how we can uh, make this show better. But until we meet again and after the holidays, I will ask you one very simple question. What's the good word?